We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I think that's the right number. I think if you're going to play Tottenham, you start with him in terms of guys that you're thinking about. Yeah, you, you see, you're right. You could do it a little too easy. You're right. I think, yeah, I mean, you're, you may be right. I think maybe his ownership's going to be higher. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday, May 30th, by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Champions League final. Jordan, it's the biggest showdown slate that we get all year. How excited are you? Not all that excited. (laughs) With the payout structures with like, what, 5,000 to first and like a slap in the ass to to whatever, eighth place? (laughs) Something the the thing is with the, with these showdowns like that is that you got to build your lineups like in a way where I mean we even saw with like the Europa League showdown mm-hmm. like of course I play I play no Olivier Giroud but I mean that's the guy that you're supposed to play mm, I played right? Olivier Giroud right but you you got to play easy. I mean I was going on I was playing more like Mateo Kovacic or like mm-hmm. I was trying for the like the cheaper guys I mean I played some Pedro mm-hmm. 
Uh, I played some uh, some like Klasinich. Yep. Like Klasinich Lacazette combos with no Aubameyang. Yeah, I played Lacazette, <clears throat> and uh, it didn't work. Although Aubameyang didn't work either. So, well, I faded Aubameyang in cash for Jaka, and I was astonished to see that I was one of the few people that did that. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jaka. I think Ozil scared people off Jaka, which. But it's uh, Ozil. Exactly. How does anyone? How does Ozil scare you? Ozil scares me to play him, even at fifty eight hundred, and he proved <laughs> me right. Look yeah. at a one point or something. Uh, did he make? Ended up making it to one. I, I, I didn't know. even know he touched the ball. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad. Um, but we've got Liverpool Tottenham uh, with two teams we know nothing about um, that we haven't talked about at all this season. Um, do you think? Like, like a contest this big uh, and a showdown slate specifically, uh, we kind of talked about it like last year when we previewed the Champions League uh, final and the strategies that you generally go into for, for a DFS soccer slate um, are usually not affected by like, yes, you think about ownership, but you're not thinking about it quite as much because um like the the prize pools just aren't that big. There aren't that many entries that you have to compete with, but that changes when we have kind of a much bigger tournament now, plus the fact that it's a showdown slate. So like how much more are you thinking about ownership on this slate than, than on a normal premier league slate? Let's say it's my number one priority. I mean, it's the same thing I do for NBA showdown or NFL showdowns is that I want to increase the equity I have in first place over caring about whether or not I like min cash or anything. Mm-hmm. So like uniqueness of lineup. And it doesn't mean that I need a lineup that like no one has, but at least less likely that is going to be duplicated, you know, 70 times or something. Uh, because I mean, you could do that if you're playing cash on showdown, which is, you know, almost a kamikaze thing to do, but I do do it anyway. Uh, I mean, that's one thing, but for, for, for GPPs, especially like the main one, yeah, where it's five k to first, it's like thinking, ten. think ten. Oh, it's ten to first. Oh, whatever. I'm, it's five bucks to eighth place there or something. You whatever. There, I you don't even look five. at that. Right. <laughs> so I'm fine. I'm looking ways where where the field may be biased towards certain directions, and then you know taking the highest owned guy and then just fading him or mm-hmm. or finding combinations going like Liverpool win four nothing, so I'm going to play a five one. And yep. just try to capture and hope that like all four goals go through four different goal scores and they all assist one another. Mm-hmm. Or you can think the complete opposite, which is gonna be even lower owned, would be playing a five one a Tottenham and then taking one cheaper Liverpool player. Or play hey, play thinking it's zero zero, playing four guys and both goalkeepers. That's gonna be unique. Yeah. So I think of that first more so than like who are the best plays. I mean, in cash you do, but in, in GPP, I don't see how you could just go, like, how do I get Trent Alexander-Arnold? How do I get Kieran Trippier? How do I get, like, Salah or Monet? Like, like you're going to be duplicated too much. Like, oh, well, I'm going to get sneaky by playing for Tongan in my last body. It'll still be duplicated 14 times. <laughs> right? So you're going to roster a substitute? No, I still never do that. I that, still you can't can, I, You can. That. You can. You could Gareth bail it up like last year. Yeah. That was really frustrating last year. But typically, even even the, the guys that would come in and be a substitute and do well would be priced like starters anyway. 
If Kane doesn't start, like, are you playing 10-9 Kane off the bench? People played 10-9 Bale last year. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. You're right. <laughs> one A sample size of one slate? You can't go by. <laughs> 100% of the slates. Right. What do you have two goals off the bench, right? Two goals, yeah. Right. It was the second one that killed you. Yep. But it killed you to what? It was like 3% owned or something, right? Oh, yeah. It wasn't that dramatic. Well, money-wise it was only because it pushed me from first to fourth. So I got the slap on the ass. Right. But I'm saying looking at correlations and ownership is going to be more important. Correlations meaning like for if you're going to play, let's say, uh, Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and then Van Dyke, and you go one, no- it's going to be one nothing with a Van Dyke set piece goal. Like it's going to be something like you should play Allison. Yep. Like if you're playing three defenders, you want the highest ceiling so they get the cl- all three of them get the clean sheet at once. So if a clean sheet happens, that means Allison has pro- has a twenty plus point score. So like if if I'm if I'm going to play, typically if I'm going to play like three defenders on one team in my lineup. I'm not going to play a high-priced goal scorer from the other side. Because the only way for them to hit a ceiling is by a goal, which zaps out your three bonuses. Right. So, like, if I'm if I'm going to play three Liverpool defenders, like, I play them in a lineup where I'm playing, like, Victor Wanyama or, or Suzoko, whoever starts there, or something like that on the other side. Play or, or another Rose or Trippy or something like that. You do, you do that rather than, you know, play Kane or Eriksson or... Lucas or Son or something. Because I don't even know what these lineups are going to be. I mean, Kane's in full training, right? Sounds like it. And Firmino's in full training. Yep. So, I mean, these lineups could look like they normally would look. Yep. So, you'll okay, so going through that, I mean, it's a showdown slate, huh? I mean, we, we, we could break down the matchup the way it is, unlike, you know, an eight-game slate where we're just going position by position. Mm-hmm. So, like, currently, Liverpool's a minus-110 favorite. Um, there's no home and away. They're you know they're playing in Madrid. Uh, it's an over two and a half minus one eighteen. So it's uh, maybe two point six ish total. And uh, the I would say the expected lineups. So Tottenham, we have obviously Lloris and goal. Uh, I'm going to assume Vertonghen is fine. So it's going to be Vertonghen and Alderweireld. Mm-hmm. Rose and Trippier because mm-hmm. Davis is injured. Uh, then. It'll be Kane up top with either Son or Lucas. Mm-hmm. Erickson, Ali, and Wanyama, I guess, underneath in the mm-hmm. midfield. Right, That that's the, probably the most expected lineup, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, and then on Liverpool, you have Allison in goal, uh, Van Dyke and Matip. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt Lovren would play over Matip. Yeah, or Gomez. Right. Then you have Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold as the, as the fullbacks. Up top, you're going to have Salah, Mane, and Firmino. And I think the midfield difference is going to be, it's going to be Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Henderson, and whether or not one one of those would end up being Milner. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think I think it'll just end up being Wijnaldum, Henderson, and Fabinho. I think so, too. Right. So, I mean, I'd almost rather Milner not play. Not start, at least. Milner off the bench, 9,200? Yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You wouldn't play Milner ninety two hundred if he started. Yeah, that's fair. probably. Oh, uh, there's a path. Gomez starts uh, at right back. Uh, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> it might. Gomez gets starts at right back in against very good teams because he's more defensive. But, but I don't think it happens. But based on those lineups, looking at the pricing, it's the pricing is fairly soft. Um, 
For a showdown, typically, I think the pricing is soft. I mean, I think, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold at 8,100 is way underpriced. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? I, I it, It's soft, but it's not letting you play Salah, Kane, Mane, or Salah, Kane, you know, like, I think you no, can get... But I'm, but 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 we have but we have showdowns sometimes where like if you want to play the two best players in the in the in the pool like you have to go down and take like 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 just like in uh, the the Europa League if you wanted to do something like yeah, Hazard Aubameyang for... right you yeah. had to take someone like that you had to, I mean if people took Louise yep. which was fine or whatever you have to take one of the center backs in order and just hope they get enough points right just in general and I don't think you have to do that this slate. But that would be like a cash build. That's why I said I think the GPP builds are the ones where you are like trying to play like Salah and Monty together or play all three Liverpool forwards together mm-hmm. and hope for a, an onslaught like those types of things. I think that because it's going to be too easy, I think, to play the fullbacks, which typically have the highest floor value in showdown formats. Mm hmm. And they're help, and they're good in this game. It's not like they're just like, oh, I'll take the fullbacks. Like the fullbacks are excellent in this game. Right. You could take all four of them. Yep. In fact, that may be the optimal cash build. Um, it could be. It could be. I think you're leaving yourself without a big one. Like you're you're deciding not to play multiple of. Erickson and Salah, Erickson, Salah, Mane, Kane, basically. Oh, well, I'm hoping for the Jordan Henderson brace. Of course. I don't think Henderson is that bad of a play. I think he... Uh, I think he's overpriced. Oh, of course he's overpriced. But, I mean, the a lot of these players that aren't the fullbacks in this range, I think are overpriced. I mean, Fabinho at 6,600... I mean, if anything, you play Wijnaldum at fifty nine hundred, but like he has, he has no floor. Yeah, like Henderson has a floor. He does stuff at least. He recently has a floor, right? Well, but only because only because Fabinho is playing in that formation, right? I think people didn't notice that before when Fabinho wasn't there and Henderson was playing as the deep defensive midfielder. Yeah, you'd be correct, but now that the Fabinho there gives uh, Henderson more license to go forward. Mm-hmm. And he does, and he's the he's a granite jocket type of taking those forty two yard shots for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but I think the I think the question the question in more cash builds, I say, uh, versus GPP is going to be uh, whether or not you're playing Salah or Mane. Yep, you can't play both, and you can play one of them, and it's only a four hundred dollar difference, and their floors are dramatically different. I they think, were in the beginning of the year, but right. not anymore. Yeah, I I think we think it'll be close. Or do you think it'll be close? Because I don't. I think Salah I still think be, Salah is the better play. I, I think Salah is the better play. And I think he'll be significantly higher on because of it. Yeah, that's correct. Because of the only $400 difference. Right. Like if, if you're like, oh, I don't have the 400 I have to play Mane. Like, then, then play Fabinho over Henderson or something. I mean, like, that. that at the low end, it's like, well, I'm going to play Matip over Van Dijk. Then do that. Yeah. But I think in GPP, the big question is, what's Harry Kane's ownership? Because mm. I'm more likely to play him in GPP for this type of big showdown slate than I would 
in smaller showdown formats. I think given the given the match, I think if you're thinking of playing Mane, uh, and we just said like I think you you should just play Salah. I think Kane is a better play than Mane too. Really? Yeah. Uh, is it only because of ownership reasons? No. Because that's the only way I could see it. Because, I mean, I see Liverpool winning this game. So, I mean, I, I think I think one of the frontline players does score. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're not going to play Mane and you're not going to play Salah, then play Firmino before you play Kane. I'm talking about whether or not you play one of the frontline Liverpool players and Kane. And Kane. Hmm. Right. No, I'm not talking about, but like, yes, it would be a contrarian lineup if you build a lineup based on like Liverpool midfielders and then Harry Kane thinking it's like 1-1 with a Kane goal and a midfield goal, like that type of thing. I mean, this, the contrarian lineup is a, to- a big Tottenham win. Yeah, of course that is. Kane, Erickson, Deli Alley, or Son. That's how you start. Or more, or whoever starts, right? Yeah, right. right. I prefer Son to Lucas. I'd rather yep. Son start over Lucas to play Son. I agree, but I think Ali has the highest floor of the three of them. Mm-hmm. He should be closer in price, right? I mean, eighty five hundred is fair for him. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I have any problem with that. I'd still play the fullbacks over Ali. Sure, Rose at sixty eight hundred for, for, for uh, cash for sure. Right for a right. Yeah. But the, the the problem is is that I'm not going to play a GPP lineup that's like four Liverpool players with Trippier and Rose. And <laughs> right. I know you can make the I know you can make the case that Liverpool goes up early and then Tottenham have to, you know, they're crossing a million times to get back into the game. But just playing two defenders on one team like just limits I I mean I'd rather just pay all the way down and take like a Wanyama. So I have the money to at least pay for a goal scorer rather than someone that a six point clean sheet bonus like is a large part of their equity. I don't think they're I don't think Liverpool uh, park the bus if they score first early. I think they I think you're you're getting that situation after they go up three nothing or four nothing. So I don't have a, I don't think necessarily that Liverpool going up early kills or makes Trippier and Rose like that much better. Like, sure, they're going to want to get up and attack, but that's kind of using the thought of Liverpool is going to sit back. And I, I mean, Liverpool doesn't sit back. Right. If anything, that just makes the the Tottenham attacking players more viable. Theoretically, but I, I mean, I, I'm not sure it really changes anything until Liverpool is up, like, huge. And at that point, it, it, how much time does Tottenham even have? But I think the biggest leverage you could get on a GPP field is fading Trent Alexander-Arnold. Sure. But, of course, like, he could put up 25-plus points without a goal or an assist. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like and for 8,100, like, you're not going fi- to— you, you, You're not going to—you have to replace that with a goal. Like, he could score a goal's worth of points without doing anything. Yeah. But he's going to be the—you I. You, you have to say that he's going to be the highest-owned player. I, I I think so, yes. But I think it's closer—it's close to Salah. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I don't think so at all. Because Amane and Firmino there. Like, you, you, like there's no one—Firmino 
Milner's not in or whatever. I mean, you Trent Alexander, a monopoly of set pieces, right? I mean, at least on the Tottenham side, you got the multiple people, Trippier, Erickson, whatever. But they're the favorite. He's the monopoly set piece taker. He's defender eligible, which gives them a bonus for the clean sheet as well as for a goal or assist. And he's 8,100. Like I could see versus Salah, who you can play Monty, you can play Firmino. You can do all that. So I could see Salah being 55% owned, which is still very owned. <laughs> right. But I could see Trent Alexander-Arnold being 78% owned. I guess the, the way I'm seeing it is I think the gap between Alexander-Arnold and Salah may be the same as Salah and whoever's third. So I think both of them will be highly owned. Trent Alexander Arnold more so, but I think it's going to. I think the two of them will be firmly the the two highest owned, because I think anybody who's looking at Firmino or Mane will just look at Salah's price, which really isn't that far away. I mean, it's theoretically far away from Firmino, but you're probably. It, I don't think your your lineup is drastically changing by just finding the money for Salah, and I think people will ultimately just go to Salah. Those who who consider ownership more will say, maybe I'll try Mane or Firmino because they'll be lower owned. I assume Firmino's lower than Mane. But I just I think Salah will be pretty heavily owned versus everyone but Trent Alexander-Arnold. Right. Or you could fade both. You could play a Firmino-Kane-Robertson lineup. Yeah. I think there will be a decent number of Alexander-Arnold and Robertson lineups, though. Yeah, no, I Robertson agree with you. is really cheap. So is Rose. They, I mean, they're all kind of they're this like each one is like Alexander Arnold and Trippier five hundred away. Robertson and Rose are only a hundred. Like from each other, I meant like I'm not sure how much you're gaining. I mean, you're gaining a significant amount by going Robertson instead of Alexander Arnold. I think the difference between Trippier and Rose isn't going to be that big. I think Rose is actually better. Right. I, it seems like the pricing on the slate. They price the fullbacks down too much and then the midfielders up too much. Agreed. Because typically we'd see, uh, you know, when not like the, the way that the salaries would structure themselves out, where Wijnaldum would be 4,700. Henderson would be like 5,800. Yeah. But then Trent Alexander-Arnold would be 10,000. And Trippier would be 8,800. And Rose would be 7,400. And Robertson would be 7,600. And then you'd look and go, how do you make a lineup without throwing in, like, Jan Vertagen. Yeah, I think you could, down here. I think we would have had a legitimate discussion about how you play how you fit in and not like do you fit in, just how do you fit in a ten thousand dollar Trent Alexander Arnold? Right, but you you don't have to worry about that. Right, right. And the I'm weird thing see see the weird thing like I mentioned before about using correlation is that both teams have set-piece takers that are defender-eligible. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Erickson will take some over Trippier. But, like, if you're going to go for too. the... Yeah, but no, no. I'm saying if you're going to go for the set-piece, like, center-back goal, like, essentially, you're ending up playing two defenders together, which then increases your clean sheet equity. Mm-hmm. So, like, in, in other situations, like, let's say Trippier wasn't in, and let's say you're going to take Erickson. And you go, I'm going to take, it's going to be an Alderweireld goal on an Erickson taken set piece. Mm -hmm. Then you only have one defender. Then I don't mind taking 
like Liverpool onslaught off the, on the other side. Like if I'm not, I'm not worried about like clean sheet bonuses as much. Like, but when you take like if you're going to take Trent Alexander Arnold and Virgil Van Dyke, like you'd almost want the clean sheet points because you're going right. to get the yes. goal yes. and then the clean sheet. You're, you're under, like if this if Ryan Frazier, it doesn't affect you know like those Madison because they're midfield eligible. So whatever these set people like when you play a Holobus or a Dean on 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 those teams. Like, you get the extra added bonus of if you want to make a set-piece taker to center-back set uh, uh, goal correlation, like, they're, they're both, they are both have clean sheet equity. Yep. So that's why, like, I, I'm looking to increase my ceiling as much as possible in lineups like this, where if I do play that type of combo, if I'm playing Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dyke, like, I might as well also, I might as well play... Robertson and Allison together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just do that. I mean, I might as well just like, okay, I'm just uh, Tottenham don't score, and Allison get a bunch of saves, and Van Dyke be the goal, and I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then you play, and then you can end up playing like none of the forwards. I I think a, I think there's a not a not not a much better chance of that type of thing happening in this game than people may give it credit for. Where you could end up playing, let's say, like I'm going to try doing it now. Like, let's say you do play Van Dyke and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson and uh, 95 and Allison. Yes, let me put Alice Allison in. I mean, you're leaving money in now. Well, you're going to leave money. Yeah, you're right. You can. You can. Then you play Erickson. And Mane. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> right, you can do it. You're right. You can still throw in. Because if any, if anyone, if I'm going to play someone on the other side that has a floor without scoring a goal or an assist at the high range for Tottenham, it's going to be Erickson. Yeah. And then you have 11-6. So it's like, yeah, now I can play five, Mane. Or what you do is you go, no, I'm going to play Henderson. And then leave 4,600 on the table. I don't think leaving 4,600 on the table is crazy. No, well, that, I... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that it wasn't crazy because in these types of showdowns, like tell me that this, this five, one lineup of Henderson, Robertson, Alexander, Arnold, Van Dyke, Allison, and Erickson is not going to be like unique. It's probably going to be the only one in the whole, in the whole contest. If anything, maybe two people. I mean, well, who's going to leave 4,600 on the table. Well, now that it's on the podcast, it'll be at least four people. (laughs) No, well then I'm going to take out Van Dyke. And I'm going to put in Matt. Dick. There it is. So now I'm going to leave 5,300 on mm-hmm. the table. Mm-hmm. But th- that it, understand that for showdown, like if you're getting to zero, if you're zeroed out in a contest where how, how many entries are in this showdown um, on I Saturday? Uh, 5,882. Yeah, yeah. Th- if you zero, any lineup that you zero out, I'm pretty sure, uh, as long as you're not using substitutes. If you're using a substitute, okay, then, yeah, it's going to be unique. But if you're using all the starters and it zeroes out, I'm pretty sure it's going to be duplicated. Right. If you finish first, I mean, even first, the ones with 100, 100 or 200 bucks. left over. Yeah. One with 5,000 left over? Not that you don't, in 5,000 entries? The weird thing is, is that, like, an NBA show, that, like, they have uh, tonight, they have a millionaire. A million maker. Right. 117,000 entries. A million to first. It's the 
NBA Finals, the teams have like eight man rotation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Unless there's like a significant blowout where like the back of the bench plays the whole fourth quarter, like the likelihood of one unique lineup taking the whole million is so so tiny that you could still play it, but don't play if you're zeroing it out. You're like you just don't bother playing the contest. It's negative EV. Yeah. At that point, at least go for something weird. Play play a weird captain and leave 4000 on the table or do something like that. So 5000 is obviously much smaller, but still the same concept applies. You may not have to go to that extreme, but nothing says that you can't put a lineup together like I just did with the, the playing none of the Liverpool forwards and playing the goalkeeper and not playing any of the Tottenham forwards. I think that lineup is better than playing Fernando Llorente off the bench. Yeah, well, anything is playing. And hey, probably better than playing Fernando Llorente if he started. If he starts, yeah. Do you think, I mean, Kane is really the only, the only questionable, like actually questionable starter. Is there anyone else you think worthy of substitute consideration? Oh, that I'm concerned about by playing? No, no, no. That you would actually think about playing as a substitute. No, I'm playing no one as a substitute. For people who consider playing substitutes. Uh, so who are those people? Who are the Gareth Bale people? No, no, no. I'll have to go back and look at the... Who are the Gareth Bale people? If they keep on playing the Gareth Bale's life and stuff, like you, play, you run this out a million times, you're losing money. I'm not playing substitutes. I'm not playing people that may at best play 30 minutes and more than half the time not play at all what for you... the prices that if they it, it's not like the substitutes are 3000 if you tell me Jordan Shakiri was 3000 minimum priced okay at least you have more i still probably don't play him but i mean at least give me something but they're priced as if if they started yeah. this is what their price should be and you're going to play them for 12 minutes of game time Given the size of the GPP. It's not that big. It's not that big. Well, I, I mean. You needed Gareth Bale's second goal that, to win. That's not, that's not where I was going. Okay. Well, that's sort of where I'm going, but not really. Um, given the size of the GPP, it seems like we'll have more. Like it's built for casual people to come in and play. If he does not start, what do you think Harry Kane's ownership is in this main GPP? I still have three, four percent. Yeah, I was gonna say five. Okay, something like I mean, you see that even in normal stuff, you see some you know, backup goalkeeper, you know, point four percent. It's in like three lineups because someone just put in a dummy lineup and just never changed it or something. Mm-hmm. Or they You'll just don't see check that. lineups and. No, but I'm more, I'm more concerned if Carry Kane starts, what his ownership's gonna be. Yeah, of course. Because I, I, do you think it's gonna be over twenty percent? Um, I think that's the right number. I think if you're going to play Tottenham, you start with him in terms of guys that you're thinking about. Yeah, you, you see, you're right. You could do it a little too easy. You're right. I think, yeah, I mean, you're, you may be right. I think maybe his ownership's going to be higher. Because, look, I put in Kane, Salah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Trippier, mm-hmm. and I have an average remaining player salary of 58.50. So, like, you could still play, like, Wijnaldum and Matip or something. You could still, 
You could play uh, one year. Where's Banyama? Yeah, Banyama's forty nine hundred, and then and play Rose. You could even do that. No, I have go. I have the lineup for you that will be the popular one. What? Salah, Kane, TAA, Trippier, Robertson, and Alderweireld. Okay, so that zeroes right. out. That zeroes out, and it also gives you that you know that center back goal or something mm-hmm. like that. But you could even play Wanyama and Rose, and that zeroes out mm-hmm. instead of Alderweireld and Robertson. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly, pretty much the same salary. Yep, it is. Exactly. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. You could fit Kane in too easily for him to be less than twenty percent owned. Yeah, if starting. Does that mean? Well, it, I think. What What do you think about recency bias when it comes to Lucas? Because I think I think in most showdown slates, I mean, we saw on that one specifically that like people tend to be much more likely to roster Son than Lucas if they both play together. Absolutely. So if, that's the right move, but absolutely right. <laughs> so if Kane doesn't start and it's Son and Lucas together, like I'm more. Do you, do you think that the recency bias of Lucas's big game no. last round? No, I don't. Oh, just uh, no one cares. Not that nobody cares, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's enough to. Like, look at Sun's game log: thirty-nine point nine, fifty-eight point nine, and twenty point three. Like, I don't think Lucas's single game makes people think like, "Oh, I'll just go there." I think Lucas will be significantly lower owned still. And probably and I think comes the, off for Kane. Right. I think the worst play on the entire board is Fabinho at 66. <laughs> I was going to no, ask like, I, 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 what's, what's, what's his upside? Other than he'll probably score two goals. And this will somehow get to me somehow. Um, he doesn't have a floor and he has no, I mean, like, I, I just don't know what he does. The Warren's 6,600. Like, why, why aren't I just not playing a center back at that point? Like he averages, he's under double. I mean, he's not. He's a midfield, so he's not clean sheet eligible, and he averages less than ten points a game anyway. He's which pl- is as much as as the center backs do. Yeah, he's played twenty three games in two thousand nineteen between the Premier League and the Champions League. Twenty three games, and he's taken nine shots. None on That's goal. That's not many. That's not many. Twelve chances created. So I agree with you. He's terrible. Which the, means he's going to be 8% owned and, and be the win, in the winning lineup. Do you think he, Who do you think is the lowest owned player in the game? Lowest? I mean, that starts. Yes. Uh, it may be him. Right? Well, people may want to stack Liverpool and they throw him in a bunch of lineups. I mean, because once you get down to the lower end and you go like... Vertonghen at 5,100. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, if, if you're going to play top, I see people playing top heavy. You see this all the time. People play top heavy. Yeah. I want to play, I want to play Salah, Mane, and, and Erickson yeah. or whatever. And then they just load up on three center backs or some, something on the bottom end of their lineup. So like, they're not going to go that unowned or anything, mm-hmm. but that's why I think Fabinho in that like weird range where there's just too expensive. Like you might as well play Victor Wanyam at that point who's much cheaper. Like, I think he goes like under 10% owned unless I'm wrong that people are just like so high in Liverpool that all the Liverpool players are just going to get a lot of ownership. 
Um, I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe the may no. The, okay, I got the lowest owned player, Hugo Lloris. I was that's who I was gonna say, but I barely consider goalkeepers. Yeah, uh, he has the highest upside, right? You in, think I mean, technically he has the highest? Well, not, yeah, yeah. As far as what you could expect out of a goalkeeper, right? Tottenham wins one nothing in Liverpool onslaught, and he has eight saves in the process. Gets the clean sheet win, and you're sitting there with 36 points. Yeah, but whoever scores the goal, you're hoping for an own goal. Whoever scores the goal probably is above him. True, maybe not. But but you play you play Kane and Lloris together with the three with all the defenders. Or maybe it's Urente and and Lloris. Right, you play Urente off the bench. Well, you don't have to get that weird, I Andrew. Know, right, you're talking about okay. I want to play Lloris. Four defenders and and a forward that may play eight minutes off the bench. <laughs> like, like we're not talking about a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. playing in the contest. Right. I mean, yes, it's bigger, but not like stupid bigger. Yeah. Of course, all the things we mentioned are going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those types of things. Fabinho brace, although that kills the Larice clean sheet. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be a Sturridge goal that wins it. Fabinho from Matip. And then, How does uh, that work out? I don't know. It was a flick on a on a set piece. No, what's it's going to be one of those types of things where the game is two to two, like it, like it is that, but like all the goals are scored. It's like uh, a Wanyama screamer. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, uh, an own goal, mm-hmm. and then like a Fabinho to Matip, and and uh, like uh, Outerworld off of a deflection on a set piece. I think and then the winning, I think it's the, the winning Kane, lineup. I think it's a Kane off the bench penalty at ninety plus oh, okay. three. Okay. No, I was just trying to figure out a way where the winning lineup, the perfect lineup, like left over sixteen thousand. <laughs> and then one guy who just forgot and just reserved early, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. filled it in before it wins the showdown. Yeah, just went to the bottom of the salary screen, just clicked six names quickly, so he because he didn't want to miss out. On a showdown slate six days beforehand, right? And he and he wins even with with Juan Foyth in his lineup. Yeah, yeah. Because he has the, he because he has the Harry Kane brace off the bench. Yeah. Yep. But this is but I know we're joking around, but I think think of the overarching thing we're trying to point out about showdown in big field GPPs that you got to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna play, if, if you're gonna play it, if you're gonna play uh, a, a smaller field GPP, if you're gonna play cash games, if you're gonna play uh, an eighty man something or other, yeah, okay, you don't have to go that that weird. But if you want the most equity for first place in a five thousand plus person contest, like you're not zero, you're not playing salon, you're not putting all those together, zeroing it out because you're paying the same entry fee and dramatically capping the expected value of what you're getting in the contest. Right. Right. I think people don't necessarily appreciate that, that if like, even if, even if you get everything right, exactly. let's say you zero out and it's a lot trend and everything goes where your cash lineup is actually like the highest possible line. Yeah. That's the optimal. You're spl- yeah. You're splitting it 220 ways right. for like, like 70 bucks. Exactly. Like so, it's like the most you can you you just entered a ten dollar whatever contest for the most you can win is seven x, 
Like, if you don't, and let's say you're one point off from that lineup. <laughs> right. You could be losing money. <laughs> right. Because the next place is 271st place, uh-huh. splitting $3. So, like, like that's why, like, playing this NBA showdown tonight, like, I'm building lineup. Like, I, that's why I do well in showdown. Like, I have two showdown wins where it wasn't highly duplicated lineups, where I took down a lot of money, not by myself, but still, you know, substantial five-figure amounts. Because I'm building lineups for the outlier cases that are still within re- I'm not playing three substitutes off the bench right. type of thing. But I'm building in a way where, like, no one's going to play, you know, Henry, the running back in the captain spot, and he gets four touchdowns in one game. It's like, well, that's the reason I do it. Because when I win, I want to win the most amount of money. Yep. The highest expected value, even though knowing that if I play a hundred showdowns, a good half of them, I am dead in. Mm-hmm. Like it just like there's like, nope, I'm going to fade. Uh, I'm going to fade Trent Alexander Arnold in all my lineups. And Trent Alexander Arnold has 16 crosses, a goal and three assists. And it's just like, well, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> right. But if he dies, if he gets injured 12 minutes in and has zero points or a yellow card, or he gets sent off eight minutes in, like, you just essentially eliminated, like, 70 to 80% of the field. Sure. That you're now in the position to take down a, a five ten thousand dollars first-place prize by yourself. Mm-hmm. So thinking in the long run, that's how you should be building lineups. And that's where the edge is in showdown contests. That's why I play them in NBA and NFL, because the majority of the field are trying to build the, quote, best, quote, optimal lineup, even though they don't realize it's going to be duplicated possibly hundreds upon hundreds of times. Right. And if you're going to build that specific lineup, play a higher dollar. Con- play a 555, 137-man contest with that. Oh, that's a lot of money, yeah, but to beat 137 people, it's like, okay, that lineup may be the unique lineup that wins that contest, but not a hundred thousand person contest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so what's that? So, so have we decided on the substitute that's going to break the slate? I think Sturge is a good call. No, but why wouldn't the come in before him? I don't know. Like Sturge would be the, the, the most laughable one. I think Eric Lamello would be the most laughable. Yeah. I, I oh no, Victor Jansen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's some guys that aren't. Are, I mean, they get to have nine guys on the bench in this game. Mm-hmm. But, so, like, everyone will be active. Yeah. But there are guys in this game I never even heard. Who's Christy Davies? Uh, that's Ben Davies' wife. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lo- Luke Amos? Did he make, like, the famous candies? Yeah. He, that, or cookies. Yeah. Oh, the cookies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was his uncle. I, yeah. I don't want to put. Okay. I know we're joking. But I'm going to go even deeper into the joking around. Could it be possible? That the optimal lineup, let's just say, like, let's say it's a, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see, can I even do this? Okay. No, no, no. Let me take that. I'm almost, uh, okay. Take him out and put, okay. There, there we go. Uh, no, no. I still have to go even further. <coughs> oh, geez. Let's see if I, okay. How about Ollie? I could do, I could do Trippier. Okay. You could do something like that where the optimal lineup includes because they're so cheap you just play like ioma mm-hmm. or whoever down here 
you know he's going to get zero points. Yeah. But then you play Salah, Mane, and Firmino together. Mm -hmm. And then you play with, like, Trippier and, like, Matt. Is Matip? Yeah, perfect. That zero's out even. It zeroes out. Salah, Mane, Firmino, Trippier, Matip, Ioma, who I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah, me neither. Liverpool wins 6-0. And you have every goal. And you have every goal, including a Matip goal with the clean sheet. Right, and everything like that. So you have every goal... Every assist, Trippier with 15 points, and Ioma with zero. And you can't, obviously, you cannot make this combination without using one of these minimum price right. players that aren't even in the game. Right. Because the cheapest player that's going to start in this game is Oliver World at 4,800. So any lineup that you can make that requires a player that's under 4,800, like you're, you're giving yourself a zero, but Oliver World could only have three points. Oh, yeah. Right, I think this is. I think truthfully, I think this is more of a sensible. I want to use an air quotes strategy than using a substitute at starters pricing. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, it's crazy. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying, in the case of like, would I rather play Harry Kane off the bench at ten nine? Or Shakiri at eight seven off the bench, like I'd rather just play all the star. I'd play all the stud starters, and a guy that just guarantees me a zero. I think that's better. Right. You want to be able to to benefit from the for the from the salary difference by taking the zero at, or the you, you know you're it's a hundred percent of zero versus eighty percent that it's going to be zero when you take any other uh, right. substitute. And you're playing paying. Two or three times as much. Exactly. Right. Yep. I think that's... And, and you didn't think that the, the podcast would be that long. <laughs> Anybody has any follow-up questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. You can also now find him on Roto Grinder, doing a bunch of other sports that, frankly, we don't care about on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast because they're not <laughs> soccer. Uh, you can find me uh, at Rotowire Andrew, uh, as well as in the Rotowire Discord which is available for all subscribers, rotowire.com slash chat if you have not uh, already joined. Jordan, thank you for all that, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.